Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fourth Watch Files. Let's take care of some business here. Our gold guy, with Tate, with the Biden administration taking us into hyperinflation, many are turning to gold and precious metals to protect their money and investments. Our gold guy has been some of the best rates and passes the savings on to you. Plus, he sources all of his gold right here in America, as this is an America-first company. Head on over to OurGoldGuy.com, fill out the form, let them know that Carl Cruz sent you, and Ira will help answer any questions you might have about whether investing in gold is right for you. Again, that's ourgoldguy.com, and let them know that Ira, let Ira know that Carl Cruz sent you, child. All right. Now we're going to uh, Freedom First Coffee. Yes, sir. Start your day off with a literal cup of freedom. Freedom First Coffee, that is. Our coffee is 100% organic and fire-roasted in an antique Victorian-era coffee roaster, bringing out the perfect flavor. Most other coffees are bitter and acidic, but this tastes exactly how you imagine coffee should taste. It tastes like freedom. Use code CARL for 10% off and sign up for auto ship for even more savings. Go to freedomfirstcoffee.com, freedomfirstcoffee.com, and order a bag of coffee today. Oh, yeah, we're doing a daylight show. <laughs> we got so crazy this week that everything got, got a little behind, so we're catching up. And uh, let me bring on, first of all, let me tell you what the show's about. Uh-huh. Imaginary friends. Yes, this is going to be very interesting. 
super creepy too. Let me bring on Brian. Come on, Brian. Come on in. What up? What up? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Great. Right. We're gonna stir up the pot today again. Seems like, <laughs> seems like we've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah, it's um, all, we, it's all, been, all we know how. All we know how. Yeah, we just, you know. So, fair warning, everyone. We're probably gonna say some things that might trigger and upset you or Hopefully. your situation. Hopefully, right? No, because uh, <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting one, and this isn't yeah. so much so much about. Uh, this is a lot about to do with experience and and. Right a lot of uh, uh, personal stories and things we're going to be sharing in this episode. So it should be interesting. So once again, imaginary friends. Yeah. So what, what are imaginary friends? A lot of people uh, think it's imaginary. And uh, I, I think I have a little bit different perspective and Carl does too. And, and we kind of come to know that imaginary friends aren't necessarily not real. Yeah, they're not fictions of the imagination. I mean, you've heard these stories all your life, you know, like it's all over the news or in media. Um, I mean, I personally have stories of friends of mine who had imaginary friends and uh, going way back, you know, way back. And, you know, sometimes it's uh, kids just want to have a friend or something and they make something up or whatever. But then it can cross a line and get really strange. Uh, I will tell you one quick story. Um, uh, one of my former business partners, he had a relative that he would visit and she had this kid uh, who was four years old and he had an imaginary friend named Peter Pan. And this, wherever they went, they catered to it. They went to a restaurant, they got a seat for Peter. They went to the beach, they brought a towel for Peter. They brought food for Peter Pan. So they they encouraged it. They they kind of went out of the way. And uh, I mean, it could have crossed some lines. I don't know, but uh, pretty creepy, creepy. You know, well, I would, say, I would say any imaginary friend, in my personal perspective, crosses the line. And okay. the minute you're bringing towels for the imaginary friend, yeah. that's not creativity. Okay, guys? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've got a pretty harsher view, I suppose you could say, on this. But that's because I deal with casting demons out. and, and I've, Well, it's like, it's like giving homage to it. It's like you're yeah. giving homage to it. You know, it's like when well, people bring bread and, and uh, candles and money and lay before a, an idol. Um, it's kind of the same thing, like you're acknowledging it. Well, I, I, ironically, we I had an interesting experience with a, a child that was over uh, at my place the other day. Yesterday, actually, I think it was. Um, and uh, the kid spontaneously started like acting, behaving really badly and started like screaming and crying. And, and the child's mother was there and it was a group of people over there. Uh, but the child's mother was like, what is going on with my kid? Like, she's like this is not normal. He's, he's been doing this a lot lately, but it's unusual. It's only been happening since he's been going to this certain place. And, uh, I was like, well, like we started kind of praying and I was like, what's he, what, what are you, what are you mad about buddy? And, and he points over at my bookshelf and, um, ironically, or I don't know. I mean, I collect a lot of, I have a lot of books. I don't collect them. I just happen to have a lot of books because I do a lot of research, but some of the books I research are evil. Okay. Yeah. And this is not something I would recommend anybody to go collecting. Right. I do have a plethora of like evil books like yeah. that I've gone through to find the evidence, to expose it yeah. and find truth. And I feel that that's something that God's like, allow me to, but I don't, I want to tell anybody to go looking through evil books. Okay. Like right, right. Don't buy in Masonic books, don't yeah. be doing that kind of stuff because if you're not protected, and God hasn't like explicitly told you to do something like this, that's a danger to you. And and I've well, been learning that danger because I've had other people around uh, when I, and the same thing with our podcast, actually, it's a lot of the stuff we talk about is very dark 
and it can actually evoke spirits or demonic things can potentially affect you. Now, this yeah. is this is if you have kids, you should absolutely be watching this episode because it's very because you you don't know what your kids are being exposed to. And it may or may not be introducing demonic strongholds or demons or things that start following them around. For instance, the child at my place started pointing at the bookshelf. And I forgot that I had a, a, a book that was a really wicked book that I meant to get rid of. And I actually thought I had gotten rid of it. This is even the weirdest part. Wow. He was pointing over on the shelf. And sure enough, in the back of my bookshelf turned sideways was this evil book hiding behind all the other books. Oh, wow. Evil book which I know I threw away. I'm like 80% sure I threw this away. Wow, creepy. I'm like pretty dang positive. So I don't know how it ended up back hidden behind all my other books on my bookshelf. But I was like, what's he pointing at? Pointing at it. And, and sure enough, that was that book was there. And so I'm like, whoa, you know? And so a lot of times kids have fits of rage. A lot of this is about children too, by the way. This, this applies to adults in ways. But this yeah. is about children um, mostly. And so... Uh, kids have fits of rage and you think it's the child. Um, it's not your child. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, if your kid has two different personality shifts and he's like totally one child, super sweet, nice, kind, like this kid's super sweet, kind, fun, and nice. And then all of a sudden he switches to this mode where he's just like angry and, and nothing makes him happy. And he's furious and, and like, and he starts screaming, right? Okay. So this behavior is a demonic behavior. And if your kid's doing this, that means he needs prayer. That doesn't yeah. mean you need to go, oh, we'll just tolerate through the, the crying fit. Yeah, oh, just yeah, tolerate yeah. through it. You know, that's what a lot of people think you should behave and, and do this. I mean, the Bible says, train up a child in the way it should go. And when he is old, he will not depart. Okay. Really what is what it's saying though, too, is don't let your kid be ruled by demons. Right. Okay. Do not let a child be ruled by demons. Okay. Spare the, the, the point is, child. the point is it's from an outside source. It's not from inside. If they have yeah. sudden bursts of rage and stuff, it's coming from somewhere. It's and, not, obviously, and it's not normal. What did you do about the book? How did you resolve that? Oh, we 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 threw the book away. We threw it, took it out, and got rid of it. And did he stop? Um, did he stop? Yeah, he stopped. When he took all the books out, he stopped. I took all the evil books out because I just was like thinking, maybe I shouldn't have evil books on my bookshelf yeah. that others can, can yeah. see. Because I did have other evil books, but I yeah. mean, I knew that book was the culprit of for sure. But like... You know, I took all my books out just because I'm like, I don't want to have any evil books that others can potentially be affected by. And this I'm is very, something that I feel God has been talking to me directly about and like interviewing. He's been he's been speaking to me like, hey, Brian, like, you you know, you may be not as susceptible to the demonic influences, but the people right. around you are. Yes, and so right. so you may be exposing this stuff and doing good and whatever, but you need to be cautious of how how you treat others, because it's right. just as much of a of a thing that we need to be aware of or just prepare them uh, for the possibility of these things happening. I went through the same thing. I, I literally got rid of a 40 year collection of books and I do a incredible amount of research. Uh, some of them were deep, deeply Masonic books. And, uh, and in, in, in that world, they magnetize books. So you, they're, they're not supposed to be in your hands. If you're not initiated to be able to see them, bad things happen to you, but that wouldn't happen to Can someone happen who, to you. We'll well, say. but that wouldn't happen to someone in who has the Holy Spirit. That would happen to someone who's on the outside. But still, after mm -hmm. I did my research on these particular books, I got rid of them. I threw them away. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't want to have yeah. this type of stuff because no, you don't. it is I'm- demonic. I literally just threw away a 40-year collection of stuff. Just I don't care anymore. I don't care. That's I awesome. know about it. It's enough. I don't need to have physical representation of it. And I'm a bookaholic, too. I mean, I love books. I grew up on books. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so the, yeah, and so that was an interesting experience. But the thing is that I want to point out is that the imaginary friends is connected to this type of behavior, okay? Absolutely. A lot of times, children will say, did you see the thing over there? Like, he, the child in the room, he was pointing. He was pointing um at the thing on the bookshelf he kept pointing and he kept and he was like there and like and i'm like and then his mom was like no you can't go over there and i was like actually no i was like what's he pointing at like i'm like what's he actually pointing at and then so like he he kept pointing and so anyways found something unusual and so the demonic can torture children and they do actually and they torture pets and animals and stuff like this And, and the innocence of things they they like to come after it because you won't really believe what the kid's going to say if it starts ta- telling you, oh, there is a thing over there. You're kind of like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, but it's weird when your parent, when your child never has that behavior and suddenly, boom, starts having like, oh, did you see the man over there? Did you see the thing well, standing over there? On that, very point, on that very point, the, the t- story I told you about the Peter Pan uh, mm-hmm. imaginary friend. Um mm-hmm my friend was there and the, and the, the kid looked at him and said, don't you see him? He's right here. Peter Pan He's right here. Can't you see him? He's right here. Like this yeah. is how much he believed it. Yeah. And there probably was something uh-huh. there. Yeah. No, there definitely was a lot of people, yeah. people in our today's society, we brush these type of behaviors off and we're yeah. like, Oh, that's Drink not really, Kool-Aid. there's no, yeah, there's no thing there. There's nothing there. Okay. No. Now that I know what I know and dealing with demons. <laughs> okay. Like 90 something percent of everyone, pretty much everyone has demons. Okay guys. You got demons following you, your children, you, your cat, your dog, your grandma, like, and they hang around people. Okay. And it's just the way they are. And like people that go around with imaginary friend beliefs, the demons are distorting their behavior. Now I'm going to, they try to, I'm going to share a personal story actually with me. This is something that actually got me involved in really understanding a lot of this. I actually growing up used to hear a voice in my head talking to myself. Okay. Now I know it sounds crazy. It went away, but the the thing is, here's the point. I thought the voice talking to myself was me. So I, I grew up till I was about eight years old, uh, hearing, or I think it was about, it was like 10 or something when this all went away, but there was a thing that happened at eight, but I heard a voice in my head that I thought was my own thoughts talking to me. And I thought it was my own ideas and it would tell me stuff and give me information. It made me pretty witty. I was pretty dang smart and aware of things and I could figure things out and I had a lot of information. So it was beneficial in a sense. 
um, until I had a guy come and pray for me when uh, I guess it wasn't I was closer to 10 at the time. Uh, the guy came and uh, I went to a church, I ended up going to a church because of an event that happened when I was eight that freaked me out really bad. And I physically saw a shadow being appear in my room. And um, then I ended up going to a church, a dude prayed for me. And then when he prayed for me, boom, that voice stopped talking to me. And that was so profound to me because I was like, what the heck? I Because it was annoying. The voice was annoying. Like it would always say negative things. It would be mean. It would say a bunch of stuff. It would give me information and be nice sometimes and do other things. And, uh, it, you know, it would teach me stuff. And, uh, but when that, when that dude prayed, um, that voice, boom, gone, you know, and another thing that the, the voice did is it gave me like strength and made me really like strong. And it actually taught me how to growl, which, wow. Wow. which is weird. Um, like this is like a, this is a thing I didn't know, but I, I had this nickname as Brian, the lion growing up and dinosaur boy, because I could do this noise. I don't know how well. It Ooh, it's so creepy. Oh man, it's scary. Yeah. So the, uh, anyways, that, that was something I learned from a voice that taught me in my head. Okay. Wow. It was pretty weird. And I, and I got, I just remember when it started coming out, it was like, it was like lower. It was like, and I was like, ah, I was really angry. My sister was teasing me. It was like lower. And I was like, ah, and then it was like, I'll show you. And this growl roar, I roared like a lion came out of my mouth as like a, I don't know, eight year old or something. I don't know. Um, And I was really strong. I ripped the door down. I ripped door hinges, doors off the hinges. And it sounded um, like Jurassic Park, uh, T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that came from a voice in my head, which is pretty weird and then it wasn't until later where i started i i kind of started going to church and i showed one of the pastor people that noise and he looked at me kind of weird and was like dude he was like where'd you learn that and i was like i don't know i just kind of like learned it and he was like he's like uh you know yeah the only noise i've heard that i've heard that noise from demon possessed people make that noise and i was like wow really but I, but the dude had already prayed for me and the voice stopped talking and everything left but um so this is kind of a crazy some story of some of the things that actually got me to discover that hey the world is real there really are demons and there's really well, me, stuff in the world around us but let me address um, something that you just said um when the devil speaks in your head he will always do it so you think you are listening to your own thoughts oh yeah you think it's your own thoughts the yeah, whole time exactly he doesn't do it like hey you know this weird stuff it's your own he mimics the sound of what your voice would do you know what your own so you always think it's coming from you when it's not. Yeah, so. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't until the dude prayed for me that I realized yeah. this is not me, guys. Right. I yes. thought it was my own mind talking to myself. But the minute he prayed, boom, it stopped. I sat in the car. I remember sitting in the car after that dude prayed for me and my family would turn the radio on. And by the way, growing up, I would not let my parents or family members we drive to my grandma's parents' house in dead silence. I could not have the radio on because the minute the radio came on, I'd start hearing this voice explaining stuff on the radio. And there's all these oh, like wow. sexual windows and all these things yeah. like being explained to me as a child. And it was like, oh, this means this. And I would hear these thoughts and it would drive me crazy. I'd be like, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. And so I would like block it out. And so I would be like, turn the radio off, turn the radio. And I couldn't listen to the radio. So after um, he prayed for you, that stopped though, right? Yeah. After he prayed for me, I got on the car and I was like hearing the music and I was like, my mom had turned the radio on by accident or whatever. And it was just like, what is that? And I was like, <laughs> I'm not hearing the voice telling me about the mute. Like what the heck? 
And then, <laughs> and then it's the music stopped bothering me actually after I got prayed for. I stopped being bothered by music. And this is the thing that I want to explain to people that uh, parents, that if you have a child who's bothered by music from a personal experience, I'm going to tell you what, right. I, there's a reason why it bothers them. And yeah. it's either A, it's demonic beings or explanations being taught to them or explained right. to them, and they don't right. want it, which was my case, or B, um, it's going to be something demonic in them that's irritated by the music of the Holy Spirit. Like if you put right. on worship music yeah. and kids are having fits, you notice they'll get even more fittish. They'll have more attitude. They'll have more response to it, or it can calm them down. But either way, if they're giving a major negative response, it's usually because the demon has a stronger grip on the child and it's trying to fight what's going on. And that was something we were doing. Also, we were playing uh, worship music while that, that child was here um, the other day or yesterday. And uh, the, the kid was having a response to the worship music. Wow. Um, and it was really interesting. It's the enemy, the enemy, you know, like when you go to church and you sometimes you have to sit through the music and sometimes the music's not so good. Other times it's really good. But, uh, uh, you know, the problem with it, that is the enemy hates it because they used to do it in heaven. Like the, uh, you know, Lucifer was in charge of the music, you know. Well, uh, we don't heaven. know if he was for sure. To a certain degree. He was, yeah. he was a cherub. He was in charge of worship, whatever that means. But we so, didn't say that, but. We assume well, that that's a church assumption, Carl. You can't say these things. That's well. The lie. point. The point is, is that they <laughs> they hate seeing humans worship God. That disturbs yeah. them. They hate it, and they re react to it. Uh, yeah, they yeah. do. They do react, and and they do not like worship music for some reason. I've noticed. And so another thing they don't like is horns. And um, yeah, this is this is a really weird one. I don't know if I've shared this on the. Oh, you guys, guys but, I know what you're gonna say. Sorry, yeah, but sorry. yeah. So this is a weird one that started happening. I started doing some research about about aliens and and all kinds of stuff about aliens and people that are having abduction experiences. Right. And one of the things this guy has some legitimate abduction experiences, and he shares that the aliens like music, but they hate horns. Hmm. Okay, they hate horns, is what he said. And it was a this dude's story is kind of interesting pretty valid in a lot of ways but i was just comparing his alien abduction experience to demonic a, a possession experience but when i when he said they hated horns i was like aliens ain't horns and i was like hmm i know that angels have horns yes and they angels do. play horns yeah. and i thought hmm, why would angels angels have horns <laughs> i'm pretty sure demons don't like the sound of horns because that's like the cops coming, you know, that's right, like, right, right. you're like, oh, like when they hear the horns, uh, I'm pretty sure demons are like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And they start freaking out. Right. They're, so they're not these I, kind of horns. They're the trumpet. Yeah, the, the trumpet, trumpet horns. Yeah. yeah, the trumpet horns specific specific here. And um, I'm like thinking, OK, this is this is my own personal theory, guys, is out there with this. And I was just like having this understanding that I bet demons don't like horn music and they don't because that's what the dude said. They don't like horn music. The aliens don't like them. And I'm like thinking, okay. And I go driving down the road, like while I'm contemplating this, and I see this dude with a tuba. He's like a big, I don't know what it is. I think it's a tuba, the one that wraps around you, the yeah, big old yeah, horn. Right. He's walking down the street with this. And I'm just like, what is this guy doing? And I'm just now having this theory that like demons probably don't like trumpets or horns because it freaks them out and it makes them afraid of, of the angels being present you know, the angels of the Lord bringing them. And so um, I'm like, okay. 
So I pull over to talk to the dude. I'm with my friends, and my friend's like, oh, my gosh, Brian, please don't talk to the dude with the horn. I'm like, why? He's got a horn. Like, a, He's got a trumpet. I got to talk to this dude or a tuba or whatever. And so I pull over. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, hi, hi, hi. And I'm like, you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm like, what are you doing? You're just walking around with this giant tuba? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it brings me comfort. It brings me comfort. Starts, like, looking around. I'm like, wow. I'm like realizing, oh, this dude's not right. I'm like, this guy's. He looked normal. He looked straight. He wasn't dirty or anything. He didn't look homeless or anything, but I'm realizing this dude is like mentally unstable. And I'm like, oh, this is this happened to me before I started really casting demons out. But I'm just like, oh, interesting. And so the guy kind of like has some weird reaction. He's like, like, it makes me feel safe, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then uh, I'm like, all right, well, keep, carry on, man. See you later. And I drive off. Right. And I'm like, and my friends are like, Oh man, thank you for not talking to the dude forever. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, actually, I want to talk to him more. And so um, they're like, no. And I'm like, I'm like, no, we have to. And I'm like, so we go to the place. I'm like, if we drive back and we see him, I'm pulling over and talking to him again. They're like, oh, okay, Brian. All right, fine. And sure enough, we drive back and I see him on the side of the road. I'm like, we're doing it. We're pulling over. We pull over again. I'm like, hey, hey, tuba guy. I'm like, hey, can I ask you a question? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And I'm like, I'm like, do you hear voices in your head at all? And he goes, I, I, I believe, I believe we all do. And I'm like, that's not a, that's not a normal answer. Right. I don't think we all hear voices in our head. Okay. Like right. Right. side note. And so when he said that, I was like, Oh, I was like, yeah. okay. And I'm like, do uh, I have another question? Do the voices stop talking when you play that trumpet? And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it gives me peace. It gives me a lot of peace and it helps me, uh, you know, and he starts like looking back and forth. He's like, I just, I feel a lot of peace when I play. Ah, and he just starts, burr, 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 and he just starts wow. playing the trumpet right there and just starts walking away. And my friends are just like, ah, uh, and I'm like, that definitely seemed like a demonic attack of some kind. And I think the trumpet did like make the, the demons kind of like, Hey, we don't want to be near that. Cause you know, what are angels showing up or whatever? And then my, my, I had a second experience just last week uh, that validated this even further. So like uh, a kid at the church was crying um, at the spilled prayer group. I went to this kid was crying and uh, they couldn't, they couldn't stop him from his little fit. And so I grabbed the horn. There's like this big chauffeur, chauffeur horn or whatever. And so I grab it and I give it to uh, Lizzie. I'm like, Hey, like blow this horn. She like blows it. And then the kid kind of gets a little quiet all of a sudden. He's like, and then, uh, and then uh, the pastor lady comes in, Cindy, and she's like, uh, she like, I'm like, hey, are you blow, like, hands it to her, and she blows the horn. And at first, the kid's like crying, and then, whoop, silence, totally stops. <laughs> she blows it a, a second time. He starts crying a little bit. Second time, he's like, gets a little like, oh. the third time, you could feel it like, whoop, like <laughs> blows the horn, and the kid completely is like, goes from ah to like hi and then he's smiling and you're just like <laughs> we're like i'm watching this and i'm like uh pretty sure i know what that's cool. about yeah so you know again demons don't like horns and if your child is having fits get a horn and just yeah. just try get like a chauffeur and learn to blow it and if yeah. your kid is having fits try blowing the chauffeur try blowing the trumpet and see if your child if the demons in your child go oh and they run out and get away and just do it in a calming manner and try to call on to the lord and yeah. and see what happens because i almost can assure you demons don't like horns and trumpets and well, that will make them run do a research do do a little research go to google or whatever and type in the word trumpet 
in the Bible scripture. See how yeah. many times the trumpet is referred to in scripture. Because in the last day, even at the great gathering, which is, of course, some people call the rapture, uh, there will be a trumpet that sounds in heaven and everyone will hear it. Uh -huh. um, there's so many references to trumpets. And so just do that background. So then you'll have a little clearer understanding of, uh, of uh, the uh, power that's involved in the trumpet. My dad played the trumpet yeah. for years. He played everything, the tuba, everything he got his hands on, he played. But Trumpets I grew up around the walls of Jericho. They yeah. Down. yeah. Hello. Know, so like... Hello. Stop right there. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The trumpets knocked down. It was them blasting their trumpets, walking around seven times around the city. And it was partly because of the faith, but they were yelling and doing mm -hmm. trumpets. And it literally mm -hmm. tore down the walls of the entire, entire city. So yeah. once again, it goes back to mm -hmm. the power of God, but also the frequencies that are used when the trumpets are blown. So yeah, really, and, really and the yeah, sound and frequencies. I mean, like God spoke the world into existence through sound <laughs> and frequency. And Hello? if we really get into frequency stuff, I mean, we might have to do an episode on that. Um, oh, we will. There's we a will. lot of mis there's a lot of misnomers about frequency and like, oh, it's the healing frequency and all this blah blah blah. Shut like up. a lot of that is not science, guys. There's no science, but there is truth to some of it, and there and that's the reason where they pull the wacky ideas out of the truth of that's right. connected to it. They so um. Yeah, they distort it. And so we did a little bit of frequency um, when it came to the last 5G episode. So watch that yeah, one. Yeah. You might get some yeah. perspective on it. But I want to um, show, show some pictures of some drawings that were done by children of their imaginary friends. Yeah, sure. Let's 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 see some of this stuff because this is the kind of thing kids, yeah, family, <laughs> me, dog, ripping the dog open and ripping family apart. So you got to think like this kind of drawings. Like if your child draws this stuff. This is not your kid drawing this. Okay. I'm going to right. tell you right now, right. if your child is drawing these type of drawings, show what's right. that other one. There's another evil one like that. Uh, right. This is not, this is not your kid. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty terrible looking, pretty terrible stuff here. She's and laying life. in bed. What is that? Yeah. She's laying in bed being surrounded by, by demons, de by demons. Yeah. By the shadow monsters. things. Like, this is real guys. This is, this is night terrors y'all. This is the stuff yeah. that I dealt with this stuff. 
growing up some of this demonic night terror stuff but man this is so sad and real like this yep. child is being tortured by demonic spirits okay and what if your kids drawing this kind of stuff yeah imaginary friend notice the little imaginary friends just like a shadow thing with a yeah. red hair and a red beard which is a nephilim trait by the way side note yeah no <laughs> um but yeah. the uh yeah you know this type of stuff like this is not normal guys and you may think oh your your daughter or son's being creative when they do this kind of thing or they're being influenced okay there's another way for looking creative i mean the bible says take captive every imagination okay right. um every idle thought and imagination um yours like what were you saying well it talked about putting to death any thoughts in your head that come in or, or i call it swiping left but the enemy shoots thoughts into your head all day long. They love it. And they're waiting for someone to stick yeah, fiery on the wall. arrows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have the shield of faith. and But also the understanding that you have the mm -hmm. intimacy of the spirit that you can recognize uh, attacks when they come. Mm -hmm. And you can, if it gets too intense, you can, uh, you know, claim the blood. You know, you can uh, uh, pray about it. And, and But you're always protected when you have, when you have the Holy Spirit inside mm -hmm. of you. Because you have your yeah. shield of faith. Mm -hmm. You have your spear. Mm -hmm. Your spear sword. of knowledge, your sword, uh, sword, uh, sword which spirit. is the knowledge of the scripture, and it's it's yeah. So, but yeah, really creepy. Oh. There's a yeah. This and here's another thing that kids will start doing. A lot of times they'll they'll start to recognize their reflection. Like this child's like looks like he's talking to his reflection or recognizing his reflection. Um, so I don't know. You guys have heard about like mirrors being satanic or demonic in mirrors. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of witchcraft stuff involved with mirrors. Like you look oh, at yeah. the mirror and say, bloody Mary, bloody Mary, whatever that thing is. Or like you say these certain spells looking in the mirrors. Yeah. I will tell you that there is some, there is a type of idolization with mirrors. Okay. Right. There is right. a type of idolization that comes from mirrors. And when you yeah. stare at yourself in the mirror, there's a lot of hallucination practices actually that come from uh, lighting dim candles and looking at yourself in the mirror. This is yep. like a, a, a satanic ritual practice that people do and they try to see an image and their face distorts. And apparently it's like some kind of thing of being on drugs or whatever when they start to ex hallucinate experiences. That's demonic, guys. Yep. Don't do that. It's, that is satanic. It's demonic. The scrying it's mirror. There's something called the scrying mirror, which is a mirror that's used in occult rituals where you stare into it and an image appears. Yeah. Yeah. So we get the mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? You're which like, is guys, a spell. That's a spell. A spell. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and it is, it's it's witchcraft, and people don't realize the validity to mirrors. In fact, I know a story of somebody that ga gave away this little compact mirror, and they don't know why they gave it away. They're like, oh, they just found it. They thought, oh, I, I need to get rid of this. And then the very next week, someone else handed them a compact mirror. A random person came and gave them the compact mirror back, and a different one. And it was like, wait a second. And then the person that started touching that compact mirror ended up having a, a weird demonic reaction that we ended up praying demons out of. Um, and so that those like demons attached to mirrors, 100%. Yes, they like absolutely. shiny things. I'm going to tell you what demons like. They like shiny things. They like mirrors. They like rocks. They like metal. They like crystals and diamonds. Yep. Uh, these are the kind of things, stones, <clears throat> shiny reflective things, especially mirrors. They'll attach themselves to mirrors. And when you stare at that mirror, you might evoke a spirit into yourself and like bathroom mirrors. I mean, those could just be like total mirror portals, like demon transferring portals for people in like public restrooms. I don't <laughs> even know, but I mean, uh, that, you know, mirrors definitely, I know a lot of people that have had weird mirror experiences staring at themselves in the mirror. 
and then recognizing the demons in them or the demon can like essentially take control of stuff. You've had these ideas of people being trapped in mirrors. <laughs> and so, yep. yeah, you need to watch out for reflectionary stuff that's demonic. There's shadows. Obviously, this kid is talking to his own shadow and like all of Peter Pan, uh, the Peter Pan idea of talking to your own shadow, that's completely encouraging demonic behavior yes, and, and suggesting imaginary friends that, oh, yeah, your shadow can be your friend. Um, this is all, you know, it's all forms of demonic acceptance because, you know, the, if you make your shadow your friend, well, when you see the actual demons, because the real demons they look like dark, dark, black, darker than black shadows. That's actually what yeah. they look physically when they physically appear. But if you can make your shadow your friend, well, yeah. then they, you're halfway they, there. Yeah. You're halfway there to accepting yeah. the fact that when a demon physically appears in your room and shows up to your child, hey, step you're in, like, friend. oh, yeah. I'm your friend, too. I'm just a <laughs> different kind of friend, you know, and these demons torment children. They torment children. They make things you know, disturbing, they make things sad, they give them emotion. And the goal of imaginary friend, just so you know, a lot of children will have imaginary friends. You're like, well, what's the harm in it? Well, a lot of times the person that has the imaginary friend, it comes about, well, first, how do you get them? Hey, let's talk about how you get an imaginary friend. Okay. Because this is very important. Imaginary friends don't just spontaneously pop into people's. Okay. Like, why is this scenario happening with children all over the world? And no matter what the culture is. Okay. You can get an imaginary friend. A child can get an imaginary friend, usually from trauma, guys. Right, right. Intense trauma creates imaginary friends. Why is that? Huh? I wonder why intense trauma creates imaginary friends. Could it be because it's demons? They're demonic? Okay. So when the intense trauma comes into the child, suddenly they have a weird imaginary friend experience that pops up and shows them um that starts showing its fed face and whatever well i think at that what point um because of the uh traumatic experience it suddenly puts them in a position where they need they need to talk to somebody they need a friend they wish they had his best friend their friend you know so it ignites that passion for for that and that's an open portal for something to or, come in and, ta -da, yeah. you know loneliness yeah. loneliness a is a demon by the way guys a wow loneliness is a demon so that loneliness comes in and then all of a sudden your child starts talking to this lonely demon this little demon and you're, you're realizing like wait a second why is my kid talking to imaginary demons okay right. if you, i want you to think about the israelites back in the day like if the israelites had a child when they're being guided through the desert and to moses and you suddenly see their israelite child being like hi and pouring tea for mr muffin and like you think the israelites would be like oh that's so cute that's acceptable or would they be like dude what are you talking to child we are in the presence of like the desert and we are relying on God. You are in the presence of God in situations like, what are you talking to? That needs to go now. And they would cast yeah. the demon out. That's how they would respond. But nowadays we're just like, oh, it's cute and it's creative. It's creative, guys. It's art. It's art. Art is such an excuse for so many different things. Oh, they're just creative. Look at our last episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such an excuse for so many demonic portals and doorways and yeah. people don't see it. Why do you think all the evil stuff in the world is done under the, the banner of art? Why do you think all the music that like, dude, if they did half the things that you hear in the music today and it was like caught on camera and seen it, yeah. you would be so shocked. It yeah. would be so illegal, but guess what? We can sing about it and say these horrible things. Cause it's art guys. Art, it's art. Yeah. Art is the excuse suddenly it's, of uh, demons to get away attacked, with so many yeah. things. I yeah. will say that it's very important to understand everything has been geared to mm -hmm. uh, 
indoctrinate children into witchcraft i mean yes uh, a mirror mirror on the wall it's in all these cartoons mm. these uh you know uh animated movies you know uh, uh i wish i may i wish i might that is a spell you're casting a spell of wishing on the moon all this stuff wishing is mm. witchcraft it's a it's a childish form of witchcraft witchcraft, witchcraft. Yeah, it's actually it's actually real. It's actually real. Well, even it's, even Jiminy Crickets, I, when you wish a dream upon a star, or wish upon right, a star. Right, right, right. That's it. That's it. that's setting the precedent, you know. And it's installing mm-hmm. occult practices into the ch- minds of children. You know? Yeah, and so, and wishing upon a star, mind you, just so you know, the stars are demons. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. they are synonymous for the word angel in the Bible. Yep, okay, yep. so when you read the word angel in the Bible. It, it translates as star uh, as well as angel in some, yeah. in some translations of the term. And so you got to think like, but it's, it, you know, the, Lucifer is called the morning star too, as well. in some t- translational components. Um, but there's like, Jesus is also called the morning star. I think in one part in revelations. Um, but the, uh, but the star synonymousness is divi- is connected to angels or demons. Okay. Right. All right. the, all the constellations up in the sky, those are all the names of demons. So when you wish upon a demon is really what they're telling you. Well, I mean, they're, they're, God numbered all the stars. He knew the names of every star when he created them. Uh, yeah. And but that we was... named them constellations. Right, right. right That's a right. human man thing for naming the demons of the stars. And there is a precedence mm-hmm. in the motion picture industry for invisible people, invisible man. This is the Claude Rains movie, um, you know, which had been redone in a million ways. And uh, uh, so that's another thing of just trying mm-hmm. to normalize everything like it's no big deal. A lot of times children mm-hmm. uh, have these things happen to them and their their parents. Go, oh, well, let's just you know, get a piece of pie in front of their face or let's go to McDonald's. You know, let's just distract them. Uh, uh, yeah. Here's this toy. Here's this toy. Well, it's manipulation. They, Absolutely. Well, they don't understand the depth mm-hmm. of it, you know, and a kid, not necessarily a demon all the time. But let me tell you something in this end times, everything is pressing together. There are so demonic, so much demonic activity right now. It's unfathomable. I mean, there was one people that described that uh, they could look into the sky. They had some kind of spirit vision. They looked in the sky and there were the demons outnumbered the clouds. They were so thick uh, because mm-hmm. of the that, end times yeah. were approaching. Yeah. So, um, and once again, we don't say this to try to scare you, but just make you aware of, uh, of it. There's a war going on. There is yeah, a war. It, but if your child is having invisible friends, you need to get prayed for guys. Like you don't yeah. need to be going, it's not like something, Oh, let's figure out his, his, you know, nanny, his blanket his blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. If your kid is seeing invisible people or talking to invisible things, that is not normal. Okay guys. And that is not acceptable. Okay. That is demonic. And that is a demonic normalcy that has been interjected into our society so that you think it's okay. Let's draw, yeah. let's draw the abnormal, uh, abnormal invisible friend right next to her little Billy. Yeah. Pretend to, you know, be friends and holding hands with it. Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's another thing that, that another reaction by parents, mm-hmm. they try to, you know, Oh, we'll, we'll play mm-hmm. along. Just play along. Yeah. You know? Let's get Peter Pan a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. When yeah. you buy, when you start buying the invisible friend stuff or yeah. taking in a blanket, you're making an offering to a demon, by the way, that's what you're you doing. are. Yeah. You're literally making offerings to demons. So be, I mean, if that convicts you, cool. Don't do it. <laughs> like, yeah. cause for reals, you're literally making homage offering. And you'll notice the child will freak out if you don't do it. And that's because the demon will then be interjecting his desires and wills into the child. If he's not getting his offering, if the right. demon doesn't get his offering, 
he's going to inflect your child. Okay. And so you need to break that demonic spirit and cast it into the abyss and go get prayed for and seek like a uh, deliverance. You can Isaiah Saldivar. There's a Isaiah Saldivar.com. I believe it is. He's got a deliverance map where people on that map pray for people and deliver them. And it's a really great resource to find people to pray and do deliverance because the reality is like, there's not, you can't go to a church. Most churches are going to be like, Oh sure. We'll, we'll pray for your child, but they're not yeah. going to cast the demon out. Okay. Right. You right. Need to find right. people that know the authority of Christ and carry it and actually will cast the demon. Do out it. Child. There was actually an experience I had with, uh, I was working with a very dear friend of mine who had some demons and I, I uh, was at going to this church and, uh, I was, I told her to come and down after the service and meet the head of the prayer uh, lady, the head prayer lady. And I stood there with her and we watched the woman, my friend approach. And as she got closer, her face changed into like a demon. Mm. It was like, <sighs> and I was like, I, 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 I started praying over her right away. And we, we cast the demon out of her and she didn't even know where she was. And, and, it took a lot more. I mean, these people are not prepared for that. They were not prepared for that. It's like, okay, well, uh, you know, I mean, they didn't really know what to do. Most churches, well, we don't quite do that, but we'll just pray over you or whatever. But there has to be a come to a point where you have to take authority in the name of Jesus over these things. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, because we're all supposed to do that. We're all supposed mm -hmm. to be able to do that. Uh, when you can we do see that. It. Yeah, you can do it yourself. I mean, uh, parents, if you have a child, that is having a fits of rage and behavior, like the invisible friend thing. Like if this is something that you're dealing with, try binding it. So you go yeah. in the name of Jesus, I bind you demonic spirit. Stop talking to my child in the name of Jesus. I bind you right now in the name of Jesus. So like, sorry, I'm sorry. It's being tongues. <laughs> like, yeah. But you bind it. Yeah. You, bind well, you can, it like you that. can silence it in the name of Jesus and they have to obey. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's and then, it's, and then every time if it comes back, shut it up again, bind it again, tell it to go into the abyss. And then the thing is, like the demons will leave. They will, they will leave. And then your child will leave. And if your child has an attachment to a stuffed animal, this is another thing, another child that I pray for that uh had an attachment to this um stuffed animal. Okay. Oh, and uh yeah, and then the the uh the attachment to the stuffed animal was like a big deal, but we ended up getting rid of the uh stuffed animal and hiding it away but the demon but the kid would have a fit when the stuffed animal wasn't there if that's the situation you're having right now you best bet there's a demon in that stuffed animal you better bless that thing wash it burn it set it on fire and get rid of it because that's yeah. a demon uh, that is made in a, a an agreement with that item or with your child an attachment to go into that uh, that thing this attachment okay like invisible friends are not normal Okay, nope. guys, this is not a normal behavior. If your kids are dealing with this stuff again, like you need to get prayer. You need to pray. You need to take the authority over this demonic thing that is afflicting your child. Okay, why does the, um, and if you're dealing with invisible friends as an adult, that's called schizophrenia. Okay, like, <laughs> which is, a, the, which is another form of demonic possession. Yeah, which is a number. Yeah, it absolutely is. There's so many. There's a Demonic whole oppression, I would say. Oppression, yeah. There are so there's a whole mm -hmm. industry that's been created, a medical mm -hmm. industry that's been created around demonic oppression. Oh, well, we give them these packs, give them these different drugs, and we'll settle them down and personality uh, drugs and stuff like that. And that is trying to solve. Well, it's typical of the pharmaceutical companies that should have put a band-aid on it instead of trying to solve it. How you solve it most times is through prayer, 
is through yeah. praying the demon out. You don't just, you know, and, put a bandaid on it. And yep. And it's a, a journey, day. guys. It's a journey. It's not yeah. like something that you're just going to like, oh, oh, we fixed it. You know, if yeah. pray once, oh, it's gone. Like, yeah, you know, this yeah. is a battle sometimes. Okay. Yeah. And so like, you might have to like go through your house and find out whatever the thing is that the demons attached itself to. It could right. be attached to a cup. It could be attached to, uh, you know, its favorite cereal bowl. It could be attached yeah. to yeah. the demons make attachments to objects, usually shiny metal things and yeah. uh, crystal clear things. Occasionally I've seen them attached to soft things like teddy bears. It's not, it's not very common, but they usually like hard objects, but yes. And especially things that are heirlooms, if they've been passed down, oh, demons yeah. attached to that kind of stuff, bro. Like seriously, like if you have like, Oh, this is my great, great, great grandfather's. You yeah, know, yeah. That's probably got a demon in it. it and the be, reason yeah. why it got passed down was because the demon made its home there and it psychologically affected people to say, Hey, keep me around. Keep yeah. me around. And it's a, it could around. be a, a generational yes. demon too. Yeah. It's a generational a demon. A familiar. Yeah. 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 And so that's that kind of stuff happens, guys. And you might have to go through uh, phases of getting rid of stuff. There could be something in your house. You could just simply have a record that's some kind of record or like a book like I had that could be affecting a child in a way because the demon is present and that kid is more susceptible to whatever demon that is at that given time. And you'll need to burn stuff, guys. You're going to need to burn things, rip things up, throw it in the trash. And this yeah. is the process of cleaning yourself out and going through yes. this. Like God's going to guide you and clean out your stuff while you try to find like demons attached to stuff that you wouldn't even think was attachable. Okay. Like they attach to things that you're just like, why would it attach to that? You know? Yeah. So in like, the, you know, that reality is, is there guys. And like, we've prayed demons off of stuff that I, I, it's just, you wouldn't even think that it would be attached to stuff. But let me, let me make this point. Um, if you are going to get involved in this, if you have feel you have to do this, you need to go and do some retrospect on yourself spiritually. So you have nothing in on your plate that is that is offending God. You know understand? You have nothing. You're not continuing in any uh, sinful act. You're not going to do everything is forgiven. You have to be clean when you have to deal with demonic sources because they, oh, yeah. they can spot it right away. And you're powerless if you have anything on your plate. You just simply pray, Lord God, I, I rebuke everything. I, I, I repent. Uh, repent of everything in my heart right now. I'm going to pray to you. I want to be clean. And when we do that, we're, we, God sees us as shining. We're shining. We're covered in the blood. He does not see any sin when we repent clearly. Yep. And repent, that's the, that is how power, clean. that's how the power of God flows through us because mm -hmm. we're a clean mm -hmm. vessel. And so I just mm -hmm. want to warn you. So if you're going to do this, make sure that you're prepared. Uh, yeah, because it's it's yeah. all so real, man. It's all and, so and just real. just expect expect that. By the way, if you do pray your demons out of your child or pray these demons out of your children, expect a battle. Okay. Yeah. Oh, expect yeah, oh, yeah. to have a reaction That's and right. don't give up. It's not right. a give up thing. Okay. Nope. Like if your child's being plagued with this. Like you may think it's not working. You'll be like, whoa, I got some breakthrough. Okay. You're going to have to try and try and try to figure out what the answer is. Like it's a problem solving thing, casting out yeah. demons. It's constant problem solving. I'm like, okay, well, what's next? Okay. We got rid of this. We got rid of that. We broke all the curses. We prayed this. Are you being yeah. holy? Are you living yeah. in sinless life? Did you get, yeah. are you still watching porn or drinking yeah. out tons of alcohol all the time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's just evoking more demon spirits in. Okay. Are you yelling and screaming in front of your child? Yeah. Oh, well, duh, the, the child's going to have demons because you're evoking them when you scream and yell. So like, like a lot of times the child's demonic condition is actually bent on the parents more than anything. So True. your child is just getting the repercussions of the demons that you are bringing around. 
Right. You hear right. that? Your children yeah. are getting the repercussions of the demons that you are bringing around. So you, you need have allowed to be in, in. A, in a very holy state for sure. It says yeah. that the, the, the sins of the father go to the third and fourth generation. And again, yeah. the word sins in that context, I like to think of it as the personified version of sin. So rather you could say the demons of a right. person goes to the right. third and fourth generation. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so you have to repent for the, the, the demons and the sins of your third and fourth generation back from you yeah. because you might have something that came from your parents or your grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. And so you need to repent for those things, renounce those things, get those sins out of your life, and then you can free your child too at the same time. Yeah. And so there this is all about a deliverance. So this is something you need Absolutely. to start looking into about deliverance. Yeah. You know, if you're dealing with imaginary friends and your children and these kind of things, like, or hearing voices, if you're hearing voices, yeah. like, 100% you need to get prayed for, okay? Like, yep, you should yep. not be hearing voices, all right? You should not. Part, part of deliverance ministry is breaking generational curses, um, uh, mm -hmm. which is it's very specific. Um, also, if you have night terrors or anything like that, yes. this, is, this is definitely demonic. Um, but once again, I encourage oh. you to uh, pray about everything. I mean, people say, you know, oh, yeah, you're going to pray for me if I get it. You know, don't worry about it. Dude, it's the most powerful thing there is. Oh, it is. You know, yesterday oh. I went through, like, 10 times when oh. I prayed for something and it immediately it was provided. I mean, it blew my mind. It was so great. It was so brilliant. I love, I want to always be on that level of intimacy with God. And we always have to pay attention to where we are, you know, if we have anything that's blocking, blocking it, you know? Uh, so once again, I just, I just want to warn you. So when you have to deal with uh -huh. this, make sure you're, you're ready, make sure you're uh -huh. prepared. So, cause it's, it's, it's serious. It's, serious stuff. it's so serious. Yeah. And an, another thing I want to mention is auras guys. So this goes yeah. along with invisible friends. And also we're going to talk about the transgender thing too, here in a minute too. So just be prepared. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about something interesting about that. So auras, people see auras. Okay. There's some people that see auras. I'm going to tell you right now, demons can appear as angels of light. The Bible says, right. right. What do you think an aura is? What do you think an aura is? It says it in the word. Okay. It's a light. It's an right. angel of light, if you will. It's a demon. Demons are colorful. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. They're, they're black when they show up physically, but in the spiritual sense, they're full of colors. Yeah. They make all kinds. They're a rainbow of colors. Um, and so demons, if you're seeing auras or someone seeing auras around you, uh, it's probably demonic. And I know well, somebody actually just gave us an aura story, actually, a friend of ours, that uh, she told us about walking uh, to this event where there was um, some witch-like event booth stuff going on that she wasn't aware of that she walked down into it. One of the person was like, whoa, your aura is so hot, it could cook a turkey or something. It said like that to him. And she's like, she's like, okay. But the thing is, she carries the Holy Spirit. She yeah. carries the Holy Spirit fire. Yeah. And when the dude touched her, he was like, oh, can I touch you? And then he like touched her. But then he was like, oh, and then like just, I guess, like walked away, kind of like pushed her away a little robotically and walked away or whatever. Wow. And uh, but the thing is, that was the demonic in his desire, like his own mind was like, oh, wow, this is like powerful. What is this? And he wanted to touch her. But once he touched her, the demons in him was like, get away, get away, get away. You know, and they freaked out. Right. And so his response, though. Was it's you're so hot, your aura's so bright, it could cook a turkey. That was fry, a demon talking. Could, could fry bacon, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I want to talk about what we talked about earlier today about uh, being slain in the spirit 
What well, that well, not really yet, is. not yet though. Hold on, hold on. We'll get okay, to that. Okay. But the uh, okay. so the um, the cooking the turkey thing, and and the interesting thing is that when I pray for demons, you know what they always say when I put my hands on them? It burns! Ah! Like they scream. So like it's it's very interesting. So like when we're praying for demons, I know the Holy Spirit is fire. I know yeah, it's hot amen. because I have literally touched demonic possessed people and they screamed like I was like fire, like just yeah. one finger. I could touch yeah. them and they're like, ah! and they're like, oh, like, and you're like, whoa, like that's, it's not me. Obviously it's the Holy spirit. Moving yes. But the, uh, but like you can put your hand and they're, they're afraid. They are so demons are so afraid. So I know that when the demon said you get so hot, you can cook a Turkey to, to our friend. She was like, that's the Holy spirit. The demon was sensing. And he was like, Oh man, I don't want to touch that thing. Uh, but the dude ended up touching her and then he got the burn. I'm sure the demons felt that burn. Um, so the reality is like the auras and this kind of stuff, all of this is demonic spirits that are following yes. people. It's just the developmentation of of the Holy Spirit evolving into this new or not the Holy Spirit, the demons evolving into this new state where we now call it auras instead of. Invisible right. Friends. Well, but let me tell let me address that subject there. When you have your third eye opened. Uh, when you're in the occult and you go through these rituals to open your pineal gland and you have spirit sight, people who have unknowingly done this, uh, being involved in uh, things, in occultic things that they, they don't even know what they're doing. And they suddenly have the ability to see auras, to see things. They're being shown stuff demonically. Yeah, that's they're a being, demon. That's a demon showing you stuff. So yeah, your third eye is it, your third eye is a demon, by the way. Side well, well it, yeah, it opens its spiritual <laughs> sight to demonic things. And uh, <laughs> uh, so you can read people's auras and you can all that stuff. And that's yeah. purely coming from a demonic source. Yeah. In fact, there was a girl in the Bible. There's a story about this. There was a girl in the Bible that was following. Was it Peter or Paul? And they were like saying and she was going around saying, oh, these men are men of God. These men are men of God. They're the truth. They're the, they know the truth. And finally, whoever Peter Paul was just like irritated and was like, Come out of her, demon. Boom. Yeah. And she lost her ability for yeah. psychic readings and being able to foretell the future. He just cast the demon right and out they of tried to, They tried to arrest him, yeah, for damaging yeah. their property because they were making money yeah. off her. Yeah. yeah. And so he just <laughs> cast the demon out of the girl, like, right then. And so, like, if you think you're you're seeing stuff, it's possible you got a demon showing you things. It's very That's possible. Right. And you That's need right. to be careful and cautious, and you need to be very wise in how you perceive this thing. And if it's not the Holy Spirit that's giving you this understanding – or it's not God giving this understanding because there is a gift called the discernment of spirits, which is something yes. I now know that I have, I kind of possess that in some way. Yep. Um, but the, uh, but it's a, it's an interesting thing that you need to be very, very aware of to be able to determine the difference of. And so, um, yeah, that's definitely a thing. And so auras is an adaptation of it. And here's the other thing about invisible friends. I'm going to mention when it comes to casting out demons, you want to know how they talk. They say we and us right, and right. them and yeah. they, Ooh. Yeah, leave us alone, they yeah. say. When we cast demons out of people, we don't do anything. We're not bad. Them. They refer to themselves as they, them. Who else refers to themselves as they, them? I mean, this yeah. is something that I've noticed. It's pretty weird. What's your that, pronoun? Yeah. Yeah, the pronoun. Do you know there's a new pronoun that's going around? It's called deem pronouns. Your deem pronouns. Yeah, they wow. go, oh, deem self. It's a demon pronoun. They're literally wow. trying to like normalize demon pronouns. Wow. And it's like, I see this and I'm just like, ah, uh, I know what that is from when I pray for people. Like I'm, I'm very familiar with they, them pronouns. Like, yeah, I'm very, like, I'm like, Hey, you guys get out. They, them go all of yeah. you, all of yeah. you leave. Okay. And so this is what we cast out. So when people are starting and it, you notice it starts with children that start to get this, they, them pronoun perception and this kind of stuff. 
Like this is this is this is a demonic possessionary thing. And demons are all transgender, by the way. Side note, if you didn't know this, demons are all transgender. They're all little um, you know, emote they're they're not guy girl, they're all they like to mix their genders around, and the history of them are all very uh the history of demons are all very um what is it? like fluid in their in their genet uh, gen, uh genetically fluid yes yeah a gen gender fluid there we go gender fluid, and so right. yeah and so the so when you start to see kids and people starting to be gender fluid you want to bet that they might be being influenced by something yeah and you want to bet that it might be a demon because that's what was going on in the noah's days by the way side note yeah. there was all kinds of they that and actually we know that the roman empire fell when homosexuality became a accepting way in the behavior of of their society and that was actually one of the causes of the fall of the whole entire roman empire we don't there's actually connections to the acceptance of homosexual behavior that was created the collapse of the roman empire and we don't really know why but there's theories for it and a lot of evidence pertaining to it you should research but um so this type of behavior this this they them stuff is totally demonic and it's the advantageous form of imaginary friends in my opinion because i see it adjusting to the call me they them you know and and that whole pronoun thing is totally totally demonic it's more conditioning we're slowly being conditioned to accept the the nephilim uh uh, aesthetic uh, on every on every level yeah uh, yeah yeah amazing um t- i want you to talk about the uh what we were talking about being slain in the spirit we had an interesting oh, conversation we had an interesting conversation because mm-hmm. he sent me a video of this guy who was walking around and he was like this preacher there was like this quote service and he was touching people slapping them. then all of a sudden they start dancing and it's hand, like, waving his hand over them yeah, and they're just start dancing then they start dancing like mm-hmm. like insanely yeah yeah and uh this is mm-hmm. not the holy spirit this is not yeah, the holy so- spirit so here's what here's what I could say. Like I I can't for sure because I wasn't there. Obviously, I don't know. Maybe the Holy Spirit causes people to dance. Maybe, but I, more than likely, I've doubt that that was the Holy Spirit. I highly yeah. doubt that. I think that was probably a demonic spirit, a demonic yes. dancing spirit. Okay, right. and I know that sounds crazy. You're like, what a demonic dancing spirit? But let me give you some perspective. Okay, so I did not really believe in getting slain in the Holy Spirit. Um, I thought that that was like kind of like hypnosis or even demonic or satanic or whatever um and i thought that was just a normal human experience for a very long time until it happened to me okay until not not me getting slain but a demonically possessed person tried to touch me and he got slain and he was like and i didn't know this this guy was like i'm gonna prophesy i'm gonna prophesy jesus loves you blah blah blah. he goes and you brian you're gonna do so many great things he goes and touch me and whoa, he gets slain in the Holy Spirit, like right there. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, I, I've seen people prophesy. And yeah. usually the, the person prophesying, when they touch the person, they're, the person's the one that goes down, not the yeah. prophesier that gets right, knocked right. back. And so I was like, what the heck is this? And he tried to touch uh, touch me again. He tried to touch my, my friend next to me. And I put my hand on my friend thinking, because I realized, okay, this is not normal. This is demonic. And I touched my friend. He goes to touch my friend, puts his hand on him, and boom, he gets slain in the Holy Spirit a second time. And I'm like, okay, uh, this is interesting. So I started to recognize that what getting slain in the Holy Spirit is, isn't necessarily the Spirit of God, in my opinion. It's not necessarily the Spirit of God flowing through. This is what I think, okay, um, flowing through and um, like, you know, touching that person per se, but rather it's the demons in the person 
who are getting knocked back by the power of God and the anointing right. of God that the demons try to touch somebody or the person of the Holy Spirit that has the Holy Spirit in them, has the power of God and the anointing, right. boom, they're going to get knocked back. Yeah. And that's what's really happening. And so it's not, it's not so much that, you know, if you don't have demons in you, you probably won't get slain in the Holy Spirit. That's because you're not, you don't have the demons in you that are going to get like knocked out of you. But most people do, which is why most people, when they get touched or the spirit of God or whatever flows over people, most people get knocked back. They right. get knocked back because most people got demons and it's the demons that are falling. And I've had other experiences now where I literally have touched a person, you know, that I recognize something demonic going on and I just touched them and they just, whoa, and they like got slain back in the Holy Spirit by me yeah. putting my hand on them. Yeah. And they you just were like, couldn't even stand up. You shouldn't even continue labeling it being slain in the Holy Spirit because no, that's not no, what it is. That's not. not what it is. It's no. the demons being being slain. just complete. Well, not yes. slain, but being completely have to let go of the person. That's why the person falls because they're so yep. shocked. Yeah. Yep. There's a, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Should, the Holy we fire. We should call it I mean, something else. Yeah. It should be called. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we don't want to continue know, the, the deception. I mean, no, there's a lot no. of people that are kind of spuriously involved in that, like Benny Hinn, like some other people. But ultimately, uh, God's going to use a willing vessel, like you said. Um, oh, yeah. You know, whether everyone's imperfect. You um, can, yeah, everybody's imperfect. Like Benny Hinn's yeah. not, you know, he's not perfect. And maybe he says yeah. things or does things that are imperfect. But do not judge him because he is doing what God has asked him to do. He is a willing vessel. Whether yeah. he goes to heaven or hell or whether his perfection or whatever, it's not us to judge. We're not to judge him. Right. But okay, God now, is using him regardless. Let me let me address that. Okay. When it says judge not lest you, lest you be judged, that is a English uh, interpretation of the Hebrew and it's a wrong interpretation. We is telling us, well, you're not supposed to judge people. No, no, no. The original translation from Hebrew is condemn. We're not supposed to condemn people. God is the only one that can condemn people. We we can judge people. We can use our our common sense. I don't know about that, but no, no, this is directly from the Hebrew. It means judge not. It means dis, uh, condemn not, lest you be condemned. That is the original true translation, but it's I'll been distorted. It, yeah, well, no problem. It's been distorted to uh -huh. judge not. That's why they can uh -huh. they can mess with it a lot. Well, you can't judge that person. Blah blah blah. No, we're supposed to use our mind to judge something if something is uh uh, uh correct in light of scripture. Of Absolutely, we're supposed to use our brain. It's uh -huh. like teaching you to not use your brain. You know, we uh -huh. can't judge that person. You know, you can't. No, no, no. We don't condemn them. It's just like with the uh, people in witchcraft, the homosexuals, anything that's we don't condemn them. Because God is the only one to condemn. We want to love these people. We want to love them back to God. But we don't condemn them. We can judge them in our own mind saying this is not right. So, you know, uh, let's pray for them or whatever. But we don't it, it's, we don't speak death on people. We, we pray for people. We, we, we speak life on people, especially people that don't have uh, Jesus in their hearts oh. or people that don't get it. You know, because it's all about this whole life is just it's just the preface for eternity okay this short little life you know people clinging on to all this stuff and all these idols and all this money it's all gonna go bam it's like it, it disappears like a wisp like the like the grass you know disappears mm. like in a day you know rotting in the sun that's what our life is like it's that quick the older you get you know as a kid you know life goes so slow like oh i'm gonna waste time and if in the end you know like Woo, it's like weeks go by months go by years go by you're like what but see, understand, this is just the, the, the first opening chapter.
to your whole eternal life. So this is what you, where are you going to decide what you do in this opening chapter is going to say where you end up. And you're going to end up somewhere because we are eternal beings. We're a soul, spirit, and a body, our shell, our personality, and our eternal spirit. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, and once again, don't be scared by all this. Just pray for discernment. Pray for discernment um, because oh. that's the key to everything. You know, the Holy Spirit inspired, inspired discernment so you can see things clearly. Also, of oh. course, the light of Scripture, man, you can... Flip on that, flip on that Bible, and it just shows a light. And it shows exactly what everything is. So you can, it's like turning on a light in the dark, saying, "Oh, okay, this got to go. This got to go." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the and yeah. the thing is, lastly, I'd say is like you know, uh, imaginary friends. Like, if you guys are having it, really seek some some truth and seek some understanding. And like I said, a lot of these demons are coping mechanisms. So a lot of the demons are coping demons. You know, they help you deal with trauma, pain hurt you know the child is dealing with you know rejection maybe some people are rejecting the child at school or friends are or whatever kind of demonic thing is that you have to be you know seeking this inward imaginary uh, condition because your condition at home or your condition in real life is so painful and hurtful that you'd rather be in in a, a fake one okay guys that's not that's not healthy okay and well, people will be like oh you know having a, an imaginary friend's okay it's acceptable you know and a lot of times some kid may see another kid who has an imaginary friend. Suddenly he thinks it's a great idea. He's got an imaginary friend. You think that kid didn't get a demon that jumped from the other kid? Because I'm telling you what, just because he saw it and thought it was a good idea, something told him it was a good idea. And right. so if your kid's hearing voices, if your kid's having weird reactions to music or movies or whatever you're watching, things, probably demonic, okay? If your kid is uh, seeing things or pretending that there is things there, like this is stuff you need to really consider and pray and be like, hey, you need to take this to God and be like, this is not behavior that we need to accept. And we need to cast this demon out because it needs to leave. It's not something that you want to have a demonic presence in your child, affecting your child's life, because it's just going to like detrimentally go down. And eventually that demon is going to try to project its will, its ideas, its thoughts, its patterns onto your child. If your child doesn't start accepting the behaviors that the demon has. And I and you know what demons they they try to put their own agenda onto your child and that's why a Absolutely. lot of kids with imaginary friends might switch personalities. If your kid's switching personalities a lot like oh, that, yeah. Yeah. that's demonic sign. Not guys. a good sign. And Total what is what is the sign. what is the ultimate goal of a demon to take to you ruin, out, destroy, to take you out, destroy, to kill you before you have destroy. a chance before you have a chance to be forgiven by Jesus. That's the that's the goal. To take you out because the, the enemy wants to take as many people to hell as possible. You know, that way God can, you know, well, he can, you know, forgive us all then. You know, it's not that's not going to happen. So, uh, yeah. yeah, just be very worry about this. Very worried. Once again, don't be scared. Pray for discernment. And, uh, you know, if you if you don't know Jesus, man, I'm telling you, now's the time, child. Just say, Lord God, thank you for dying for me. I receive you into my heart right now. I will follow you. Pick up that Bible and know that the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And it's 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 your faith. It's your faith. So uh yeah, I mean, this is a real deal and it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get a lot worse. It's gonna get a lot more interesting. It's gonna get a lot that. more interesting. But uh yeah, we're so uh eager to oh, yes. One more thing I want to mention. If you are giving your child pills, right, 
you are opening demonic portals to your child yep. okay this is something that's very important to know ritalin all that ritalin stuff. yeah is a demonic portal opening thing okay yes. why do you think your child goes into a different state when you give the child the ritalin that is a demonic offering pill yep. okay you're giving a demonic offering to a child to a demon for your child so that way the child is like okay i'll be calm it's the same and it goes into like zombie mode your kid goes into zombie mode or whatever like this Most is these are demonic things, guys. You should Most, not be having to give these pills. And if your kid is back in the day, just think of the Israelites. Like if their kid was behaving weirdly, what would they do? You think they're going to give them Ritalin? No, they didn't have the Ritalin. So they would just pray to God and say, Lord, help us. Help me yeah. in this situation. Yeah. You cry yeah. out to God for help and God will answer you. And that's how you get your deliverance. And that's how you see the freedom. You cry out to God. Yeah. So you do not. You do not cry out to the doctors. You do not cry out to drugs. You cry out to God and you say, Lord, help me. Don't be feeding your kid no pills. He doesn't need no pills. And right. there's so many studies about pills be causing yeah. long-term effects that are detrimental. And Most of the psychoactive drugs that are given to children because of these things are demonic. Yes. Most, 90, I probably better say all of them. In fact, yeah. even for, for grown people, people who have personality disorders. Depression, like that, drugs. The, all the drugs that they're prescribing is just a placebo to, uh, to get them to that point. But you're still opening portals. So... Once again, yeah. cry out to God, you know, because he, he'll hear you when you when you do. That's what so, you're uh, supposed to do, guys. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. When you're struggling with suffering and pain and situations, you're supposed to cry out to God. You're not supposed to cry out to doctors or pills or drugs or whatever. Or your That's imaginary you're friend. Or yeah. your imaginary friend or develop <laughs> things from trauma. Okay, yeah. kids get trauma and they develop imaginary friends or they get hurt and they get yeah. imaginary friends. Okay, yeah. you need to pray for healing is what you need to be doing. To like make the imaginary friends go away and get that all cleared up. Anyways, yeah. that's about it. Yeah. If you have any comments, uh, feel free to comment on our Rumble page. We'd love to address the comments. And uh, we've got a lot of great shows coming up. But I thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Brian. And uh, we look we look forward to seeing you guys again. All right. Here we go. Good night.